0: Ah, close to retirement, or retired already. Time to live the good life, right? Well, you're no longer earning money. You're now withdrawing money each month. And your broker is also withdrawing each month from your account as much as 2 to 3%. And if the market drops, your broker continues to withdraw. Wait a minute. How do we navigate these challenges? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. On AM 870, The Answer. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the Total Financial Hour. Now, higher income strategies. Learn from Arif Halaby. Learn about financial power, total Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. I'm Arif Halaby. The Total Financial Hour. What a great day to to kind of get started, I guess. Look, remember, we're here to talk about getting out of debt, managing money, planning for retirement. What does that future look like for you, regardless of your age? Because remember, retirement is not what it used to be, right? Sitting on a porch in a rocking chair waiting to die, right? That was the old, your great-grandparents or your grandparents' retirement was, uh, hey, I got the gold watch, 35 years have passed, and I'm done. Right. Look at some of, the, some of the, the folks of, I guess, days of old. Look at the policies, the laws that were created, right? When social security was created, when Medicare was created, at age 65, these magical things were supposed to happen. Remember this, in the great depression, 65 years old, well, the reason the government would pull those people out of the workforce was, well, one of the reasons was to get others working. The government says, we'll take it, give them to us. Have people retire. We'll get them this thing called Social Security. Well, they're going to pass away in the next year and a half anyway. Why not get more people to work? Really? In fact, the average life expectancy, depending on where you were in the country, was anywhere from 62 years old to 66 years old. So to tell you, for those few of, of you lingerers that, that, that live past age 60, 65, the government said, companies, we'll take it from here. Let us have them. And when that transition took place, nobody expected to pay you for 5, 10, even 15 years. Today, people have been on Social Security for 30 plus years. The system does not have enough money. It's not a political thing. It's not a left or a right thing. Just math. One plus one is two. You can feel like it's four. You can jump up and down and think that it's six. You can hold a sign and paint your face and and yell and scream that 1 plus 1 must be 9, but it's still 2. You can manipulate the entire Dallas County uh, public school system or the LA Unified school system or Chicago or New York and try to convince young people that this common core math is a particular way. Listen, young people are a lot smarter. They don't receive their information just from you guys anymore, from the teachers, They don't. It used to be. Today, ask the same kids outside of class, and they know half of what they're being taught is hogwash because the whole math problem has changed. Here's a good example. Go to school. Get a good grade. Come out with 60, 40, I don't know, $100,000 student loan debt. What's one of the biggest financial mistakes? Now listen, seventeen years on the radio, when I first started, I used to tell you and young people, do not get credit card debt. That was the biggest mistake. We all went down that road. credit card debt was uh, a uh, bad thing what's the What is the solution now in my industry? Don't get student loans. You want a head start in life? Don't get a student loan. If Joe Biden and his uh you know sleepy crew Really it's Kamala Harris running the show, we know that. And if it isn't, it will be. Mark my words, guys. He won't do 6 months. Did you see last week they pulled him off the air? He was in the middle of a news conference. And he started losing it. And they cut the news feed instantly. Big deal. Imagine if they would have done any, any of this to President Trump. What if President Trump was to say, well, it's just my nature to uh, fondle women and to caress their hair and to talk about them. In a, You guys would have been marching that that million woman march with their pink hats would have been two million. And instead, the new math, right, what you guys are teaching is that <laughs> or what some are teaching is that it's OK. Don't worry. The government is here to help. Well, they tried it with Social Security. One out of every $4 right today is borrowed money. Borrowed money. So if you receive a $2,000 Social Security check, 500 probably came from, I don't know, China. But you know in front of the line, do you know who's in front of China? Canada, England, Brazil, Germany, Japan. There's a lot of other countries that have the same or more in China than China. It's easy to pick on them, right? They're the villain in the movie. And since they play the long game, they're undermining of the the political world. They're buying, they're purchasing of Hunter Biden and his loyalty in the Biden family. Guess who's laughing? They put a guy in the White House, a guy who can't even tie his shoes and doesn't know what city he's in. Remember, he was running for office and he didn't even know what office he was running for. He would say, I'm running to be your senator from... Uh, 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 You guys, if you don't take control of your own retirement, if you think the government is here to help, I'm going to kind of break this to you. You will probably get Social Security. You might even qualify for some of this free money they're giving away. If they do, give it to you. You can't reject it. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you could send it back. Don't give it to me. But... Realize this, somebody has to pay it back. And if they're going to give you $1,000, somebody has to pay back, usually it's about 2500 so two and a half times. And some of it is the American people, right? There's bonds. Americans will, will borrow money. But somebody has to pay it back. What do I think is important? Reliable retirement income. Something you cannot outlive, something you are not counting on a government agency to give you, I think that's important because in your retirement life, it isn't just about how much money you have in a big bucket, right? I can own this building, uh, $10 million, yeah, paid off, wow, $10 million building paid off. What are we going to have for lunch? I don't know. I have 75 cents in my pocket, right? You you can't take a piece of of drywall to the grocery store. You can't take a, a window to the restaurant and pay for dinner tonight. Come on now. It's cash flow. Many of you have decide, decided in retirement to actually rent. You've sold the big house. You have the four or 500000 in cash. Said, I'm renting. If I don't want to be here, I'm going to live at the beach. Six months later, I want to go to the desert. Six months later, I want to go you know, East Coast. You can do that. A lot of people are choosing that rent is the way to go in retirement. Freeze up the cash. I'm not saying it's the right thing or wrong thing. Listen to anybody who follows the advice, 100% of somebody on the radio or the television or a book, and you have yet to meet with that person, it's crazy. Anybody who says, do step one, two, three, and it's going to work for everybody, come on. The ideas are for you to, to kind of think about it, to add this to your repertoire, to go, wow, well, the, the, the philosophy of this particular person might line up a little bit more with yours. Safety, protection, watching out for, for some of the scams that are out there. I had somebody come into my office this week. I'm going to tell you about that. It was a scam. They lost a lot of money, $100,000. I don't know. To me, that's a lot of money. I'll get you filled in with that in just a second. Let me give you the number. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. 888 retire That's nine nine seven three eight four seven. 3847 so in your life, in your financial life, I think you need a coach. You need somebody to kind of walk you through. But, but pay attention for a minute, right? Have, have you seen some of the coaches on the sidelines? I don't know. Pick your, fam- your, your favorite sport. They're usually a little older. They're usually a little heavier. They're definitely not in the same shape as the first string players. Except without those coaches, you're not going to get anywhere. So you're going to need a, set of te- a, a team of coaching. You need some people, which is your CPA. Don't forget. Tax worlds are very complicated. You're going to need somebody on your team if you need an estate plan or, or a trust. So you want a trust attorney. Any financial practice that says we can do soup and nuts and, and uh, right, you wouldn't go to a restaurant that says we are experts in Greek food. Oh, we are the best. And while you're at it, look at the other side of the menu. We have Brazilian cuisine to die for. You might say, well, well, excuse me, ma'am, uh, so what are you guys good at? Well, well, we just showed you. We have Brazilian. And, oh, I don't know if you looked. Last page, we have sushi, the best. You say, okay, but, but what, are you, what are you guys known for? What are you great at? I mean, it's nice. I want you to be good at everything. You're a cook. You're a chef. You're a financial uh, professional. I get it. You're supposed to understand a lot of things. That's that's called professional. But what are you great at? Oh, nothing. Okay. Well, then then thanks for thanks for coming. I want you to work with people that are great at things. You've heard me talk about the car metaphor how many times? Or The surgeon, right? I I was with a client recently and they had, their son had some eye issues. Many, many surgeries, dozens of surgeries over his little lifetime. And they weren't sure. Arif, what is your expertise? What do you do? What is all that about? I said, listen, what we do is we're safety. We're protection. We are reliable retirement income. Wake up on the first of the month. There it is. The fifth, the 10th. I don't know. You could decide whatever you want. And it comes in every month. I said, do you want somebody who says we can buy pork bellies or we can buy, uh, uh, you know, oil wells in Texas? Those are great. Play with that money. Don't put everything in one place. Never. I want you to understand that you need an expert. You don't go to the same doctor for your foot as you do for your eyes, your heart as your brain. Those are different physicians. Yes, they wear a white coat. Yes, they have doctor. Yes, they went to school. But you got to work with the experts. All right. Hey, I want to give you some ideas. I think this is kind of fun when you think about it. Uh, How to feel like a millionaire in retirement, no matter what your income is. We've talked about this as the the purpose of retirement. This really matters. Because when you are retired, it isn't as if on Tuesday morning, you're going to wake up and somebody expects you to be there. People aren't waiting for you, right? You're retired. Somebody else filled the role. Try to come back in two years, different people will be working there, different technology, different way of doing things. If you don't plan properly, if you retire, quote, too early, then what will happen is this, you'll show up, you'll go, oh, run out of money, it's 74 years old, I'm going to come back. And they go, uh, minimum wage, that's uh, go apply in, in human resources. You say, no, 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 I was making 100000 a year. Yeah, but that job you know, is so different now. It's technology, and you got to move fast, and you got to be on your feet, and Just much more difficult. So why don't you go apply for the minimum wage receptionist job? That'd be great. Why do you think there are older people working at department stores or fast food restaurants or these big box stores? It isn't, well, for some I should say it is because they want to be around people. I have just found that the people of the Caribbean or in Fiji are probably a little nicer than those coming on Christmas Eve to buy, you know, the ham. So if they have a choice to, quote, be around people, it's probably not going to be a place where folks are screaming and yelling. That's just a guess. Call it education. <laughs> all right. What about shopping like a luxury person? Well, I don't mind you, you saving money. I don't mind you shopping with coupons. And sometimes it's a game for many of you. You have plenty of money, but you'll go to the early bird special. Listen, your favorite restaurant, when they all open up, uh, we think they will eventually. But most restaurants have an early bird menu and you don't even know about it. It's not anywhere to be found. So if you are apt to dine at 4, thirty, five o'clock, ask for the early bird menu. What's the early bird special? Often it's, I don't know, $25 and it comes with, uh, you know, appetizer and a salad and a main dish and a dessert and a drink. And by the time you're done, it, you're, you saved almost half. And yet you could still eat at a fine restaurant. You could still have the great ambiance and nobody's going to kick you out at six o'clock. So you get the chance to stay and enjoy life and relax. Here's another tip that I really appreciate. When you are shopping, remember, there's a difference between shopping and buying, right? For men, it's called fishing or catching, right? When we go fishing, people say, I went fishing, right? What'd you catch? Nothing. That's why it's not called catching. Well, when women go shopping, they don't always buy. It's different than a man, right? Uh, not always. But in my family, my experience, this is what it is. I go shopping. It's like a mission, almost a sharpshooter. I run in, get what I need, and I get out. Whereas my wife or my sisters or my daughter, they'll go through. Look at aisle one. I go, what do we buy in aisle one? Nothing. I just wanted to see everything. Are you kidding? Well, what are you going to do next? Aisle two. What are we buying in aisle two? Not sure yet. What? So, so it's different, right? We are mission-oriented. Women are kind of grazers. They look at the field. They, they shop. So enjoy that part of it. Retirement doesn't mean you have to go to all of these fancy stores and buy something from every single store. In fact, they are set up to try to, of course, convince you to buy. But it's also a chance for you to enjoy it. Try on the different clothes. I mean, enjoy life, right? Enjoy the tea or the champagne, whatever they may offer. Save up and buy one or two things. But you don't have to feel like you have to buy every time you shop. It gives you a chance to kind of create and build. And how many of you have been to Europe? Or some of the great Central or South American capitals, right? That are very European-minded. Buenos Aires and uh, San Jose, Costa Rica. Very beautiful places that are European-minded. Meaning a lot of outdoor dining Al Fresco they call it. A lot of opportunities to sit and enjoy and people watch. It's part of the reason that the coffee shop uh world was created. You, you know, th- remember the old coffee shop at the cafe, 50 cents and you'd get a cup of coffee with your scrambled eggs and a couple of, you know, burnt pieces of bacon that were cooked 2 hours ago. Remember that? And you'd get it for 2.99 or something. Well, okay, it's different today. The $299 doesn't include the eggs. Doesn't include the toast. What does it include? Coffee. That's it. So when that was created, a lot of folks said Americans are never going to pay two or three dollars for a cup of coffee. That is ridiculous. Well, surprise, somebody was wrong. Kind of like my advice about the internet. I thought email was a fad, it's not going to stick around. Don't bother. So don't take my advice on your next computer purchase that's not me well that is the same thing when it comes to dining out enjoy life sit outside right this whole masking up what does it do it it covers up the expressions what makes you a person is your expressions animals have two arms two eyes four appendages most right what what but can any of them smile I swear sometimes my golden doodle smiles, but, but probably not. Remember a few years ago, when we went to war, we, we, we fought against the Taliban because of the way they treated women. They covered up everything about them except their eyes. How inhumane, disrespectful. And they said, but it's for religious reasons. What an abhorrent thing to do archaic, right? I can go on and on. Uh, Go outside now. And if the senior isn't scared to death to leave their home, they come out and they're wearing gloves and a mask. Have you guys not seen people driving their car with a mask? Now, listen, whenever something wild happens, like 9-11 or the fires or an earthquake, it takes people that are on the fringes mentally. I don't mean bad. They're just on the fringes. Sometimes you wonder, how do these people tie their shoes? How do they go outside? How do they eat dinner? They do it. But they're literally on the edge. And all of a sudden, the exaggeration of a pandemic and the exaggeration of, of a virus that's out to get you, and any minute it's around the corner. And these poor folks, they wear gloves when they're driving their own car. I was at a restaurant recently. And the waitress had gloves on. She used the same gloves to touch my credit card that she was touching my drink with, that she picked up the plate, that she brought my food with. I thought, I, I don't understand what the, she used her pen to, to I get. I mean, listen, hey, if you want to wear gloves, wear gloves. Just don't think it's doing something it's not. Right? We've spoken about this. If the virus is on one side of the mask or the other, it's a hazardous material. You cannot touch it with your hands. It goes into a red burn trash bag. So if it works, then it's supposed to be incinerated. That's what happens. They take these things and they, they I don't know, a thousand degrees or something. They burn everything because they kill that virus. But you take the same mask like I do. It goes in my back pocket. It goes in my briefcase, hangs from the rearview mirror, goes in your purse. You, you take the human condition And you say, hey, I'm so glad I'm retired. Isn't this amazing? What what a great experience. And now I have to sit inside the house with a mask and gloves. And when I drive my car, I can't roll a window down. What? Why am I retired again? Why, Why am I? Why do you think people have moved? We had an acceleration last year, by the way. I'll explain this to you. Acceleration of people leaving the, quote, blue states. In the state of California, we lost 1,976 people per day left the state of California. Per day. Okay, now if you just go, good riddance, the freeways are going to be freed up. Great, but but did you know that those people are the ones that pay for your your uh, uh, you know benefits? Those people are the ones, they're, they're not poor people that leave. Let's just be clear on that. This is the best place. If you're a husband, wife, two kids, and you're here illegally or not, you're not supposed to be here. It's, it's illegal. You entered wrong and you're here. Okay. Whatever. Compassion. I get it. Husband, wife, two kids. The state of California, it's around $78,000 a year. 78. How many hardworking people don't make 78000 a year? But they get free benefits. Okay, Eric, but it's compassion. Don't you like children and puppy dogs? And yes, okay, I love it all. And somebody has to pay for it. Because one plus one is two. The money comes from somewhere. Oh, those people put in more into the economy. Listen, I took statistics in college. I realized you can manipulate anything you want. Just take statistics. Hey, surprise, guess what? You can do it online for free today. And then realize both sides, you know, play funny business with the numbers. So let's just talk math. 78,000 people, uh, $78,000. Somebody has to pay for it. Uh, uh, Listen, I love people, but the government shouldn't be doing it. Let the churches, let the charities, let the organizations, let the families help each other. Because the more the government gets involved, when you send a dollar up to Sacramento, up to Salt Lake, up to New York City or Albany, you send a dollar up to, to Washington, D.C., by the time it comes back down, it's not a dollar. I don't know what the number is, 30, 40 cents. I wouldn't be surprised if that was even a high number because of all the administration. We're oversight, and we're double-checking the checking, and we're looking at the looking, and then we have to pay for it. Have you not seen the buildings in Washington, D.C., how expensive those things are? And by the way, those people have pensions. You don't. But those government workers, boy, they have great pensions. Remember that? Somebody's got to pay for it. So when you go out and try to enjoy life, I know these are crummy things to have kind of hanging over you, but I think you need to realize that you have to live. How sad it is that, what was it, 15,000 people died in New York City, Governor Cuomo, that he never reported. He lied. He lied to you. He lied to me. And he never reported. They covered it up. And instead of the left eating its own, they go, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, there's a reason for it. Okay, listen, he said there's a reason for touching women, too, because he's always done it. All right. Well, then if that's the rules that you're playing with, then apply them to everybody. Because you lose credibility, Mr. and Mrs. Progressive. Nobody trusts you anymore. All right, guys, I've got some more for you when I come back. Required minimum distributions. There's some big changes coming. Well, in fact, they're here. If you don't do it right, <laughs> guess what the penalty is? A lot of money. We've got that covered for you. When we return, I'm of Hallaby. This is the Total Financial Hour. Triple eight ninety nine retire That's 888-997-3847. Stay with me on the Total Financial Hour. We'll be right back. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, Arab... financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategies. Learn from Arab Learn hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me and thanks for joining me. Let me give you the number here, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. Listen, we're here every day. And what's very important for you to know is you don't have to come into the office. If you're one of those that, uh, that would like to talk on the phone first, I'm all right with that. If you want to do a Zoom call or uh, what is it microsoft teams i haven 't figured out how to use that yet, but when I do, boy, darn it, you guys can come in and we can do a Microsoft teams and uh look I, I think it 's important you know that your family 's future is your responsibility that 's what the show 's all about taking over control because I think the government 's job is to collect as much power and money. And what they took, which was an unknown virus and and scary at first, and they rode that thing hard. You know, I know, it's the only reason President Biden was elected. I I mean, certainly there was, I don't like Donald Trump crowd, right? There was that group. But I always say, listen, I didn't vote for my best friend. I didn't want my my brother-in-law or my son-in-law. I wasn't saying, I want you. I voted for a president. You guys will drink from Starbucks. You'll drink a Coke or a Pepsi. Why don't you tell me about that president of that company, the CEO, the board of directors? Right? The son of a guns that might be up in some of these companies. Oh, no, no, it's different. Oh, really? You have more impact day to day with the products and services that you use than you ever do by the president. You have more impact day to day by the governor than the president or by the mayor or city council. I mean, you understand. At the end of the day, you weren't voting for your for your friend somebody to fix the country and darn it he did. Surprise, we now have wars. All right, how quickly the hawks, people that uh, are in the administration that prefer war. Right the, the mil- as Eisenhower said, the military industrial complex his farewell speech said watch out for the military-industrial complex. In other words, watch out for the large corporations that create profit from war. Now, we needed them in the 30s as the buildup came. We needed them in the 40s to defend the country. But when it was, uh, what, the, the fox guarding the henhouse, when all of a sudden the shift occurred and Eisenhower was, what, in the mid-50s? So what, it was not even a decade. They went from a fledgling you know, auto manufacturer to now we required them to make tanks. Surprise, they now run the show. Well, now fast forward to today. What do you need? How does this impact you on a daily basis? Because the federal government, the military industrial complex is now replaced by the tech industrial complex. The Facebooks, the Amazons, the Twitter Right, you, you realize the president of the United States was removed from office by Google, Twitter, Facebook, and Amazon. Not by you, but by a bunch of billionaires. Not by your votes, because they controlled what was put out into the, into the mainstream. They canceled him on Twitter. We're not going to allow it. They, they had some 26-year-old in a basement who doesn't even tie his shoes. Probably hasn't brushed his hair for a week. But darn it, he fact-checked the president. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, oh he knew something was wrong. Right? Still lives with his parents. But boy, he can fact-check a, a, a billionaire businessman that has turned multiple companies around. Fix the country. We have a team of fact-checkers. What does that mean, a team? So what? I can have a team of fifth-graders doesn't mean they're doing anything. So when the news that gets out is run through the filter of people that have a much greater amount of money than you, they have a much greater amount of influence than you. I think you have to dig a little bit more. Right, I always say, what do you want to learn? I can learn right now how to build a nuclear whatever. Boom, go to go to the the, the internet. How do I speak French? How do I become an electrical engineer? Uh can I build a uh, can I build my computer? Let me enter that into my search engine. There it is. So information that used to be kept in those, you know, big brick buildings with the the ivy crawling up the side and these archways and these uh, very staunch uh waspy names and they're right at the front gate. And the dorms are named after these uh, legends from the 1890s. Well, they're the ones that held the power. So what you would do is you would work. Blue collar, work your tail off. A policeman, a plumber, whatever. You would work hard. And you would save money for one child. If you were lucky, you'd work in the fields or the factories. And you would send one child to school. Was it the oldest boy or the oldest girl? You know the answer. It's send the oldest boy to college and everybody in the family, the small town of Poughkeepsie, New York or Des Moines, Iowa, St. Paul, and we'd all sit around and we'd check our watches and we'd wait for that young man to return. And three, four, five years later, he shows up and he looks different, certainly walks different. And as soon as he starts to speak, Wow. That is where knowledge, so the goal is for that generation to be lifted up a little bit and then the next to be lifted up a little further and then the next to be lifted up a little further. So you would take your entire life savings in many cases, especially if you were an immigrant because you knew that education was the answer for your children to go and make it to the next level. And in the last 20 years, I'm telling you, educational institutions are not quite irrelevant yet, but pretty close, pretty close. Because the, the harbingers of knowledge, the guardians, the protectors of what the next generation is supposed to learn is now called your computer. And remember, we called it the Obama phone because President Obama gave out phones to every, every person that breathes. In fact, uh, look, my friends that are still working in law enforcement, <laughs> these drug dealers, they have two and three and four phones, different phone numbers, different area codes, And all of them are free, by the way, because you just claim something. You don't even have to show an ID to get your free phone. And they give you free service, free Wi-Fi, free, free, free. You know, Tom Hanks did a movie. It's called The Circle. You ought to check it out. Check it out. You're sitting at home, not doing much. Tom Hanks, The Circle. See what these free phones get to you. I don't know. Maybe it's just a guess, but check it out. This is important because now where does the information go? Well, it comes to your device and it is free. Yeah. Now listen, you've heard me speak. There's nothing that's free. It just means others are paying for it, but somebody else's. So that means the information is coming to you. There's no cost to you. You could sit in a coffee shop. In fact, I had a friend who, whose son was laid off last uh, April. and, he never finished. I think he finished community college, but never his bachelor's degree. He had a propensity for computers. It wasn't working in that field. Here's what he did. This is incredible. He said, "I got to learn coding." Everybody's saying, "Get coding, get coding, learn to learn to code." So he went and he he looked at some YouTube videos on how to code. He he research, researched online. He basically, with discipline and hard work, spent half of his day learning how to code. Surprise! By the end of summer. He landed a six-figure job in coding. Today, his position is part of the security, right? You know, double-checking, making sure that the the computer systems are safe. Taught himself. Taught himself. When schools were closed, you see, this is the big secret. When we closed all of these higher institutions, oh, crud, now they know we're, we're not that necessary. All of the costs, the gyms, the wonderful lounges, these incredible salaries that are paid. The professors, the tenure, the sabbaticals. Right? Sabba, sabbatical. Uh, Sabah in Arabic means seven. Uh, it, same thing in Latin. It's very close. Saba. So every seven years, you're a professor. You leave and you're supposed to go to the field to study in the... Uh, field of your choice, basically the one that you're supposed to be an expert in, archaeology, British literature, whatever it is. You go every seven years, and you, you spend time so that when you return, you are better than when you left. And you're supposed to teach and educate, let me tell you what's out in that world. Well, that's nice. Uh, by the way, they were paid full benefits, full salary, full pension, health care, you could decide that's okay. Listen, it's your money. I don't care. I mean, come on now. You want to spend your money for, to send your child to college? I'm all right with that. It's not, but listen, I have to pay for your child to go to college because I pay taxes. I mean, you realize that, right? So, so your child's education is no longer your problem or the school's problem. It's the taxpayer problem. So when your kid, like when I was a policeman at, at Cal State Northridge or UCLA, and there was the occasional, let's call it weekly parties at the fraternity houses or the sorority houses, couches lit on fire, people jumping off roofs into the pools. I mean, let's just call that, let's play pretend for a minute, like that may, may or may not have happened. And you had people drunk and we find them in bushes and they're just sitting there, you know, I mean, you, let your imagination run for a second. And I remember I, I just finished UCLA and, I, and I'm sitting there thinking, you got to be kidding. You, you think I'm going to spend my entire life savings so that someday my child will come here and do this? See, I never had that privilege. I had to work two and three jobs. I went to school while I was working, sleeping in my car in the parking lot of the school just to be able to get a little bit more sleep in. So I didn't have that kind of, quote, privilege. And let's be clear. You ready for this? There were both black and white students there. I know. And they lived in the same dorms. <gasps> Don't say that, Arab. They lived in the same dorms. And they graduated. You know when they graduated? Everybody graduated together. I know. It's very, like, racist. Because today, Harvard and Yale have separate dorms for black uh, kids. Separate dorms. Martin Luther King would turn over in his grave. If you've listened to my show long enough, um, I have an acquaintance, a friend, if you will, Alveda King. Martin Luther King's niece, Dr. A.D. King, Martin Luther King's brother. It's his daughter. If you watch enough television, you'll see her around. Author of some amazing books, actually. And I had Dr. Alveda King on my show a couple of times. And here's what she said. I asked her opinion on this. Now, she was very kind and, and was very professional and, and discreet. But eventually, I got her to say, uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Just so you're clear, I don't think she could think that it would be more of a worst thing. She thought it was horrible. How are you supposed to get a group of people that we fought so hard to be trusted for their character, and now all of a sudden, everybody is a label? Oh, Derev, don't say that. You could be canceled in a minute. Oh, I feel it. The big C is coming. Is it, is it a red C? Are they going to, like, stamp Maybe just, I mean, let's think about this for a second. Maybe the content of somebody's character, the choices they make. That's so backwards thinking. Here's what my dad said. My dad, I have a funny name. I don't know if you noticed. Arif is not, uh, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Arif is a different name. It's my grandfather's name from Lebanon. My dad's dad. So I grew up with, oh, maybe just a little bit of being picked on. <laughs> and he said, Arif, very important. Don't give something some don't give something to somebody for something they cannot control. And don't take something from somebody for something they cannot control. He was referring to being male or female, because I had three sisters. Look, three sisters. One of them could run faster than me. One was better in math than me. One could beat me up. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they were just people to me. We grew up in a neighborhood. There was everybody from, from Asian to Jewish to Irish Catholic to black to to single mothers to, to gay couples. Uh, it was like 15 homes. Very odd, actually. I didn't realize it at the time, but my gosh, that doesn't exist today because everybody's supposed to be in their little corner. And he said, don't take something from somebody for something they cannot control, but don't give something to somebody for something they cannot control. Being a male, being half Arabic, being black, Hispanic. He said, nobody can control that. It's what you are. And don't give something to somebody. He said, everybody earns it. And if you think this earth, this world is going to be fair, he said, change your mind because it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Do you think I got every job when I put on the application the name Arif? Uh, I mean, probably they didn't even know if I was a girl or a boy. They had to look and see. So, so listen, when you're going to retire and you're going to live and you're going to be that person, this is the opportunity to take that extra time to teach, quote, old-fashioned values to your children, your grandchildren, to volunteer in schools, to be the person. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to sit down one day and you're going to say, hey, kids, back in my day, we didn't care what people were. All we cared about is the way they treated others. Back in my day, son, uh, how hard you work determine your success. And by the way, you're going to have to be a little lucky sometimes, too. I'm just saying. Right place, right time. Know the right people. Yeah, that happens. I had a business coach 25 years ago. He said, Eric, do you know how to be in the right place at the right time? I said, no, uh, join a country club. (laughs) He said, no. He said, here's how you be in the right place at the right time. Be everywhere all the time. I said, oh, that's nice. That's impossible, but thank you for saying it. He goes, no, no, no. You see, poor people work Monday through Friday, nine to five. He said, what about the rest of the day? I said, "I, I, I don't know. He said, what about holidays? Everybody takes holidays off. There's 12, 15, 20 holidays a year, depending on if you're you know, where you work. He said, put yourself in a position so that you can always be somewhere where somebody else will recognize you, can help you. I thought, "Well, wow, that's brilliant advice. You guys are now the retirees. You get to be that person. You get to be that person that mentors young people, that corrects some of this junk thinking. You get to be that retiree that now has purpose because you have a guaranteed income stream coming in that happens, okay, yeah, social security and a pension, but maybe you need more money. Maybe your 401k or your retirement account, you're tired of it going up and down. You're tired of it going up and saying, I'm rich and I'm poor. And uh, What about peace of mind? Can you imagine the way you could mentor, teach, guide others if you have financial peace of mind? Huh. Wow, well, Eric, next you're going to say, you know, dogs and... and uh, Kitty cats, uh, lions, and zebras are all going to just hang out together. That just doesn't happen until we get to heaven. Well, maybe. Or maybe you're the first one to make a difference. Right? Because you don't have to worry about being canceled anymore. You're like, that's nice. uh, But I'm going to receive ten grand on the first of the month. Thank you. Or or I have a paycheck coming in on the 10th and the 15th. Thank you. You can cancel me all that. You can call me names, right? But that's what they do. No different than a bully in high school, right? The progressives that have power do not have substance. They cannot argue the facts. They jump to labels as soon as they do that. You know the story's over, right? Because they're not thinking people. They're they're emotional people. But how could you ever question an emotion? You you would be insensitive. So so you can't question an emotion. So that's what they do. They just call everything an emotion. So when you say, yeah, but that's not right. (sighs) You're not validating me. I need that validation and a hug. But it's coronavirus, so just an elbow. Validation and an elbow. And a Zoom. Uh, Text me with a smiley face and I'm better. (laughs) How about maybe you stand for something now that you're retired. How about maybe... You take your required minimum distributions, because you're going to have to start taking them this year, and you donate it to causes that you believe in. How about maybe you take that extra money? Okay, listen, you've taken care of your family, your spouse, your kids, uh, church, charities. All right, you did all the stuff you're supposed to do. But how about maybe you just start donating to causes that you believe in? Uh, Maybe. Maybe you go to Prager University. And donate. Maybe you go to Turning Point USC, uh, USA, and you donate. Maybe you get involved with younger people, with older people, with an education. Right? We're 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 like fifteen steps behind in the conservative movement because the left played the long game. Just like China, they learned from the communist. It's not a big deal. Uh, I mean, listen. What was the communist? Play the long game. It's the reason that China has a fifty-year plan. <laughs> The United States doesn't have a 50-year plan. We, we can't come to agreement on a budget after one year. China has a 50-year plan, and then they meet every five years. And their Communist Party says, see you again in five years. That's the next time they set up a plan for the structure of the party. Well... Democrats in the 60s and 70s said, listen, we're losing because these guys have tanks and and the the conservatives have tanks and and missiles. And and so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take over the colleges. And then we're going to take over the high schools. And then we're going to take over the elementary schools. And when the time is right, we're like, you know, there's a starting point. We're going to do something pretty radical. We're going to tell boys and girls that they're not really boys and girls. No, that'll never work. Well, we got to take it slow. But here's the catch. We're going to let target department stores. Do you remember? Target department stores. They allowed men to change in the women's clothing, uh, dressing rooms and go to the women's bathrooms. And instead of you guys with with, uh, you know, pitchforks and and torches, what did you do? You said, "Ah." well, that's somebody's feelings. It's an emotional thing. And if somebody feels like a girl, you're like, listen, I'm sorry, but I have friends that have, that struggled with this. I get it, but you don't make it so that like, what would I, my, my daughter's older now, but what if, what would I do if I was taking my four-year-old daughter? I mean, are you kidding? How did you guys call that normal? Well, now you're retired. Now you can stand up. You're the vote. You're the action. And ready for this? You're the one with the money. Because who do you think the progressives are going to go after? You're the one with the money. They're not going to take from a 27-year-old with two kids or a 34-year-old that lives in his mom's basement. They're not going to take from that guy or that girl. They're not. They don't have any money. So when they tax and they create these things to give away free whatever, it's you that has to pay. Now, some of you fought some pretty hard wars. You struggled financially. You had to fight. Guess what? This is probably the biggest fight of your life. Stand up for what you believe in. It doesn't have to be perfect, it doesn't have to be what I believe in. But when you hit age 72, you are forced to start taking money from your retirement accounts. If you don't need them, then give it away. Give it away. There's some amazing charities. There's some amazing churches. Give what you should to where you, right? You're going to have obligations. I understand that. But if you have extra money, I'm telling you that there are charities and organizations that you can donate, you can give and be a part of. And maybe the time comes because you're the one with the money. They're going to take it anyway. The government can come. Uh, you know, know, with uh, police and and all sorts of stuff and put you in jail if you don't pay the taxes. So you have to pay that part of it. And when the progressives in power, they're going to take your money and do some wacky things like allow men to run in females. Like, Where did you guys, is anybody like normal thinking about this? You let men run in women's athletic events. And then the young women don't qualify for the scholarships. Did Did you not know that? I think there was, I'm going to be off on the number, but I think it's the top 200 high school 50 meter uh, dash, uh, uh, h- what, sorry, 100 meter, the top high school, 100 of them uh, beat the fastest female Olympic runner. I'm talking about high school. You're telling me that the top two, three, 400 high school athletes that are men can beat... A female Olympian. So explain to me why there is a difference in female sports and male sports. Oh, I know because there are different people. You guys have to get disgusted. You have to stand up. You have to say enough of this craziness because the king has no clothes. Before they ban that book, you need to buy it and you need to read it. It's a child's book about just going along with the crowd and nobody's standing up because you have to stand up. 888-99-RETIRE, 997-3847, that's 888-99-RETIRE. I'm of Halaby. Thanks for being with me on this hour of the program, a little different. I appreciate you. The Total Financial Hour, your place for news, talk, and information. Have a wonderful day. The Total Financial Hour. Now has a plan for